The thing we need to learn to do is just observe our thoughts and have some sort of way of processing them and saying, okay, I'm experiencing anxiety. And a lot of it is just being honest with that. That makes me anxious. And then kind of looking at the truth of it and saying, okay, am I having a normal reaction to that? Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we are T and LZ. We've known each other since 2005 and have had the privilege of working together for a decade. Gosh, where has time gone, T? <laughs> we have grown a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing list of companies for six years running. LZ and I have learned a lot along the way, and we have made some great friends. For the one next step, we are inviting them onto the podcast to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. Today, we are talking about burnout and energy management. This year especially has been a challenge for all of us, learning to work at home, having kids home all day while attempting to remote school, feeding them and the family, and not to mention the stress of keeping your family safe during a pandemic. It's been a lot to juggle emotionally and physically. You are definitely not alone. I think people have felt that lately, but everyone is just at capacity and we are all exhausted. Today, we are joined by Mary Brooks. She is the owner of Sustainable Nutrition and the Fuel Better Formula. She has a master's degree in nutrition and is a certified integrative nutrition coach. She has over 28 years of experience in health coaching and has helped people get to the root cause of low energy, fatigue, and burnout. Mary's own burnout experience led to health complications, which led her to make radical changes in her life. As she improved her overall well-being, she created the Fuel Better formula. Today, she helps clients not only lose weight, but feel better and gain the energy to get stuff done. Join us as we talk with Mary Brooks. Hey, Mary. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. This is going to be such an interesting, different topic. But before we get into it, I would love it if you would share something like fun and interesting about yourself that maybe our listeners would find intriguing. Fun and interesting. So I just moved to the Asheville area just about two months ago. And so far we have one bear that oh. has come through our... So it's a little bit different than um, yeah. suburban living, but... That's the most exciting thing I think that's happened to me so far. That's awesome. And Asheville is so beautiful. So you picked a really good place. I did. I know. Yeah. And well, what's even more fun about that is that you literally bought your house. You were just tell, like sight unseen. We yeah, did. That's interesting. Yeah. That's fun, Mary. Yeah, it was sort of the, the upshot of the whole COVID thing. My husband is an engineer and had wanted to work remote and then his obviously got sent home for COVID um, and then was able to, because his productivity was up 25%, his entire team, <laughs> they said, this is going so well, you can permanently be remote. And so that gave us awesome. the, the green light to move to the Asheville sort of mountains, if you will. 
I love that. I love that. See, Trisha, everybody is figuring out what we've known all along. I know. <laughs> working for both. Right. They stole your thunder. They did. <laughs> well, I am thrilled that you are joining us today because this is such a relevant topic. So I would yeah. love for you to tell us a little bit about your journey, burning out, and what led to the radical changes that you had to make in your life. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think when people think of me, you know, I have a degree in nutrition, but sort of fatigue, low energy, burnout is kind of my hot spot, if you will. And of course, you know, most of us have to experience some type of personal crisis for it really to, to hit home. And for me, you know, there's a series of events, but I did have three children very close in age. I was in a very high performance job for many years. I was a in sales. I was, uh, you know, high intensity exerciser. And so, and also I feel like even though I ate a healthy diet, I ate kind of that low fat diet of the day that we all kind of were indoctrinated to. Mm -hmm. And so what happened to me, which I hope would not happen to most people is I ended up with um, thyroid cancer in my forties. Oh my gosh. And, you know, all I got was sort of the conventional medicine pat on the head. Oh, you got this. Let's take your thyroid out. Let's give you radiation. Here's a prescription. Here you go. And then really the burnout happened because I couldn't get a good night's sleep. I was chronically exhausted. I had a lot of more, I would say sort of anxiety. I didn't have like the tremendous weight gain that a lot of people do, but but all of that caused me to say like, well, what did happen to me? How did this happen? And so it caused me to dig my way out of that fatigue on my own because all I got was medications. Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of my sort of pain to purpose story. Yeah. Well, I hate that that had to happen to you for you to, to get to where you are today and, you know, your real gift to help so many others. So I just want to pause there and say, I'm happy to hear that you are healthy and that you really have taken advantage of a really horrible situation and, and brought it around to something great. Yeah, that whole statement sort of like nothing goes to waste really does mm-hmm. hit home for me because as you go through something like that and you grow and my you know um, objective as a practitioner is sort of like, how can I shortcut the path for people? How can I mm-hmm. like lead people and not have them make some of the mistakes that I made? And then of course, if you mm-hmm. do go through, through something, you start to find your kindred spirits out there. And I think right. that's why, you know, I see it in the, in the business world so much where not just women, but women in particular are overwhelmed, burdened, you know, burned out, fatigued, not mm-hmm. sleeping, not really taking good care of themselves. It's a big, you know, sort of raveled ball of things that that do happen to us. Yeah, that's crazy. So I love this conversation already. Um, so what would you say, I mean, you've seen it all and you've been through it all, are the biggest contributing factors that lead us to these places that lead us to exhaustion, fatigue, burnout, both mentally, physically, and emotionally? Well, I think the biggest one starts in our minds, in our expectations of self, and in our current culture. Our culture has really taught us all, look at all the vocabulary, the hustle, the grind, the go-getter, the multitasker, the over-deliverer, the over-performer, all of those things I think have been really infused into our culture. And if you look at us biologically, we weren't wired for that type of stress. So I would say that's number one, you know, that we have just piled on expectation, drive, and not, and really the the fact that most of us can't turn it off. 
uh, I would like to associate myself. <laughs> right. Where are my people? <laughs> right. Those of you who cannot see me, I am raising my hand. Right. <laughs> That's, That's like, where is the off button? Can I have one, please? I would like one implanted. <laughs> right. right. So I think I think that is the number one factor. We have to learn things like boundaries, what's enough, and also just how to manage our minds because a lot of it is what we create. Look, one thing that I think is important for me to say is that the human brain is the only brain that travels forward in time and backwards in time. Other animals don't do this. If you take a rat, all a rat does is smell. But the human brain is like looking like forward as to like what, what's going to happen next. And it's looking backwards as to like, what did I do wrong? Oh, I had this mustard stain on my shirt when I was talking to this guy. Like we're so the, really the key for us, you know, in terms of, you know, what, what you can take away from this is like, we hear this word mindfulness, but mindfulness means being really present to really what's happening now. And that is something that a lot of us need help doing because we don't like, even probably as you're talking to me, there's probably like, oh, but the laundry's in the thing, or this, this person is text messaging me, like how... Like there's all this like dopamine hit constantly for, to our nervous system and our nervous system, simple way for me to explain it is if you look at your nervous system, you have two parts. You have a sympathetic, which is fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, which is people pleasing. Maybe we'll talk about that. And then there's our parasympathetic system, which is rest and digest. So we have that stress system to help us but we should only be living in it about 20% of the time. And most of us are in that hormonal high cortisol overdrive 80% of the time. So they're reversed. Yeah. So if you don't have an off switch and you can't really take anything off of your plate right now, but you feel depleted and you feel overwhelmed. And sometimes, you know, I mean, we have responsibilities that we really can't take off of our plate. So what do we do to kind of spend less time in that area and move on to being more mindful and healthy? Right. So, and I talk about this all the time. If you really think about the things that stress you out, you don't want them out of your life. You want those things. You want your job. You know, you want your children. You, you know, these are things that we don't want to get rid of. Like, I think just saying managing stress really gives people more stress than it helps. Right. What you do, what the number one thing you need to learn to do is observe how you are reacting to that stress. Because what we do is escalate it. You know, let's say you read a text message or you read an email and it's not particularly positive. And then it triggers this other thing of like, oh, that person is always negative and da, 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 da. And then it escalates to like in your head, like, okay, that's going to get worse and that's going to get worse and that's going to get worse. And pretty soon you're like, you're off the deep end, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the thing we need to learn to do is just observe our thoughts and have some sort of like way of processing them and saying, okay, I'm experiencing anxiety. And a lot of it is just being honest with that. That makes me anxious. And then kind of looking at the truth of it and saying, okay, am I having a normal reaction to that? So, because this is the thing that's really important is that the brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. Just like you look at an athlete who's like before 
their event. What are they doing? They're practicing their shot or they're practicing going down a ski slope because they're training their brain for the result that they want. So as we feel really overwhelmed, we have to just take a moment, pause, breathe and say, okay, like what is happening? Like that's a lot of the work that we need to do around that. So that's number one. Number two is, and I love the topic of like your outputs, you know, impact your, I mean, your inputs impact your outputs. Then we need to look at what are we putting into our body at the same time that might be exacerbating that, that might be making it worse. Food, for example, toxins, for example. The biggest thing I talk about is our blood sugar. Because if you understand your stress hormone, then you understand that your blood sugar rises because it's like, hey, person, we're in an emergency then we just need sugar, right? We just need sugar to like run the engine because we don't have time, right? But if we are not fueling our body with the right nutrients, then that can make that worse. And then we feel like we're in that constant state of agitation. Makes sense? Yes, I feel like this podcast is just for me. So so what are the answers? What, What are the fixes? What are the solutions? And what are the steps um, someone can take if they're listening to this podcast right now and they're saying, gosh, she's talking to me. I, I am <laughs> yeah, depleted. Well, I'm depleted. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm probably not eating right. And I do have anxiety and stress. Right. Are there steps or tips that you would recommend to somebody that they could take away and, and put into practice? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's super unhelpful to listen to a bunch of podcasts and know that you have a problem and don't you don't know a thing to do. And the, the right. changes are so overwhelming and you feel like you're being avalanche. So I always say that the brain thinks big, but the body does small. So start small. One thing that you can do is learn to sort of establish this self-trust with yourself And, you know, you're really developing a relationship with your own mind, which seems weird, but it's like we're we're the maker upper of those stories. So it starts there. And one of the things I would suggest, I've got like a whole little checklist. The very first thing you need to do, and it's so simple, you've heard the rule of three. It's like, you know, air matters, water matters, food matters. But water, if you feel overwhelmed and agitated, make sure you're not dehydrated. Your brain is mostly water and 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. So drink water because you don't want to escalate your own feeling of overwhelm. You don't want to feed the fire. That would be number one. Number two is get sunlight because we are all coming off of this year. There isn't probably a person who doesn't feel loss, you know, disappointment, stress, overwhelm, agitation. So part of what we can do is we can help convince our body basically that all is well. And you have a natural circadian rhythm that comes when the sun goes up. I mean, the sun comes up and the sun goes down. So exposing your your face and your body to natural light does deep signaling into your brain that helps you believe things are not so bad. Right. That that's I knew I loved the sun. I was gonna say just she just gave you permission to be at the beach, Trisha. To the beach now because there's way more sun there. But remember, (laughs) this is you make a good point. A lot of times people wait until they're exhausted to make a change. Mm. That's not how it works. 
little tiny baby steps and the body needs consistency. Mm -hmm. So yes, please go to the beach. But in the meantime, that daily exposure to the sun first thing in the morning, day after day after day after day is going to help. And yes, get yourself a natural light because it's so much better for your brain. Um, We'll talk about sleep, but a lot of us are, because we're on our devices and we're getting this sort of dirty light all the time, then we need to be outdoors. We need to be taking some of that, you know, sort of toxicity off of ourselves. It's sort of like um, I, we, we say in our family that I want to create a life where I don't have to go on vacation. My life is, you know, obviously you want to go to fun places, but that you want to create a life where you don't have to escape. And so by building in that sunshine and building in that opportunity for fresh air and doing those sorts of things helps create that life that you're getting that all the time. You're getting bits and pieces of that all the time. Right. Consistency, consistency, Mm -hmm. consistency. It doesn't have to be avalanche. Smaller is really better. The other thing I want to say is that when, okay, you guys, you know, you know, stress, you know, hustle, you know, deadlines. But one of the things I love the word ease because we make everything so hard and we try to act like it's a, you know, badge of honor if we're killing ourselves all the time. And sometimes when I am doing a task that I can hear myself saying, oh, I don't want to do that. I ask myself, I'm like, how can you make it ease? Like, how can you make it? I learned this expression. It says, make it a playground, not a battleground. So let's say you've got a problem and you're like, oh, I've got to work on this for an hour. Like, what can you do to make it pleasurable? We don't have to make it all bad and negative all the time. Do you need to play music? Do you need to have some essential oils? Do you need to take a pad of paper and go sit outside. You know, we don't have to do everything digital. We can do some things analog, or maybe you need to just talk it over with a friend. You see what I'm saying? Because that's why we're burned out because you're, what's happening is you keep overperforming. And then meanwhile, your immune system is suffering. And eventually it will give you a bill and it will say, I tried to get your attention. (laughs) You weren't listening. Here's the bill. And how, what does, how does that show up? Like you guys have probably all experienced it, right? Oh yeah. Right? Medical bills. <laughs> it's a back surgery, you know, for me. Right. So I, I think just adopting this attitude that it can have ease. It can have, yes, you got to pull the, you know, sometimes dig, dig deep, but you also have to look at, am I bringing this like, you know, mindset of agitation to everything I do? Single tasking. I know you guys probably talk about that already, but what what happens when you context switch is your brain is getting more tired and more tired and more tired. So you really do need to sort of look at how am I pacing my day? And one thing I'll tell you is that cognitive tasks are very tiring. We weren't really made for the level of cognitive tasks that we're doing all day long. So definitely if you look at your day and you say, okay, I have this meeting or this thing, then look at, is there something that's a physical task that I can do? Or can I move around? Can I do that differently? Can I change how I'm holding my body? Because what, you know, for holding all this tension on our body, it's, again, it's escalating. And we're, a lot of us are so in our heads that we're not in our bodies at all. We're not feeling how we're feeling. It's better to say like, oh, I do feel kind of, you know, headachey, or I do feel like I've been working alone and I need to be with a person and put those buffers in so that you're not headed into burnout. You have to be proactive. You have to be, I say like 
no one's really coming to save us. You know, we have to kind of <laughs> save ourselves. Save ourselves. We are our yeah. own heroes when it comes yeah. to burnout. Yeah. yeah. One thing I will tell you, people, you know, everyone right now is probably trying to go on a diet. And I will say, you know, before you go on the, you know, eat 75 eggs a day diet, just simply look at the fundamentals. Look at hydration. Make sure you have protein and fat at every single meal. One thing in terms of your energy is your blood sugar spikes more in the morning than any other time of the day. So we've already learned you don't want these highs and lows in your blood sugar. By the time you get hangry, right, you can't get that back. So having less carbohydrates in the morning and more protein and fat will really serve you throughout the day. And then I also really find that I call this carb o'clock, four o'clock, people start to like- Carb o'clock, nice. Carb o'clock, right? (laughs) Right, if when I worked in a physical office, I mean, it didn't matter if that, there was like a four day old donut at four o'clock, I would probably eat it just because I'm like, ah. But we really, our body does need carbohydrates at that time of day. So I really suggest- doing that like like a little toddler, have that afternoon snack. It really Mm -hmm. will help you. Those are sort of your guardrails of the day. The other thing I suggest, you know, lots of little phrases, body before business. You know, we are not just robots, but if we can do something for our body before the day starts, doesn't have to be, you know, a tough mutter or some big, you know, it can be two minutes of meditation. It can be five minutes of walking. It could be squats and push-ups and, you know, some other exercise, but getting into your physical body before everything starts, I think is super helpful. And you kind of, because it's in a way it's saying, I matter. I'm my client. Like I have to take care of me. Right, right. Well, you kind of teased this out a little bit before, but but tell us about sleep. <laughs> okay. Yes. How important is it to get good quality sleep? How do we get good sleep? Yeah. Right. Like, I think if most people coming to me, you know, they'll, they'll say like, I really would like to lose some weight, but then they're like, but if I had more energy and I could sleep, everything would be so much better. Right. Okay. I just said that to you uh, 24 hours ago. Mary. Yeah, I, I hear it time and time again. That's my, you know, that's what I think. Like, yeah. why am I so tired? So this is what's interesting. The things that we talked about in the beginning, how you start your day, that determines your sleep because the body produces melatonin and the cortisol has to come down for you to sleep. Make sense? So when I was talking about the breakfast and the circadian rhythm and the doing the things for yourselves, that is actually teeing you up to fall asleep. So that really, we did cover that. And then you have to have an attitude that allows you to sleep. So not consuming sugar at night, obviously, you know, and then what I really suggest are having a curfew where you say day is done. Like you've got to have a a point where you turn off the electronics. The image I like to use is like, if you, when you, if you had little children, you know, if you let that child like run around like crazy and you give them a bunch of sugar and then you're like, I'll go to bed. It doesn't work. You know, the body, the body isn't ready for that. So you have to tee yourself up for that. 
I suggest doing a data dump where you just write down all these things that are on your mind. And then there's other things that you can do to like, you know, sleep in a dark room. Don't take your electronics into bed. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't snack late at night because all of those things are really sleep killers, but it kind of does begin in your sleep. Thank you, Mary. Wow. And T, I saw you just writing everything down over there. I hope I'm not the only person taking notes right now. Well, I think, you know, we, we learn so much about, we, you know, every person out there is probably expert on a, you know, diet because they've read about it, but we don't really learn how to harness our biology mm-hmm. and we are hardwired for things like stress and cortisol and, you know, absorption and all those things. And we forget that those are really affecting how we're showing up in the world, how clear our thinking is, how optimistic we can be, how much work we can get done. Like those things really matter. And we don't really learn them anywhere. So true. So true. Well, Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. This has just been such a gift to us. And I know it's been a gift to our listeners. So thank you. Yeah. Happy new year. And I'm hoping everyone sort of has less overwhelm and less burnout this year. Amen. 2021. (laughs) Less burnout. Man, Mary was awesome today, Trisha. I just saw you writing down like everything. (laughs) It was so good. So applicable for where we all are. And I, it just absolutely resonates with me. I mean, I've said it a couple of times, but you know, I feel like so many people are in that spot and I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you are working with Mary, that you have worked Mm -hmm. with her in the past. So this is probably a cheat question, but um, Mm -hmm. based on our conversation or or perhaps just where she's helped, you know, you before and and helped your friends and colleagues, like what's a good takeaway? What's something you'd like to remind our listeners of? Yeah. So there were, there were a lot of things I took notes on and so much of what she said is so impactful and resonating, but the, the, the little phrase that she popped out that really stood out to me was body before business mm-hmm. and really how, you know, taking, even if it's just five minutes in the morning to focus on your body, whether it's a very small walk or meditation, um, taking those few minutes to take care of your body before you um, get to business is big one. And and I, that is a culprit for me personally, is that I'm kind of like, you know, feet hit the ground out of yeah. bed and I'm already running a hundred miles an hour. I'm just, you know, so it's a big one for me to kind of stop, take that pause and think about my body before I start the rest of my day. That's kind of my big mental note, if you will. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep you accountable. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you won't be able to because if I'm not connected to my phone. <laughs> well, that's the point. I can start that's getting emails from you pretty early. So I'll be like, you I'll respond say, back uh-uh. to you. No, <laughs> no email me at 730 a.m. You're supposed to be taking care of your body. That's yes. right. Yes, that is yes. that is mine. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I think this goes really, really right into that is just being mindful of your circadian rhythm, how really, you know, think about how you start your morning, don't start it very carb heavy, sugar heavy, and then really just kind of watching your rhythm, watching your body rhythm throughout the day, really getting ready to kind of unwind 
for the evening. I think that to her earlier point, we all just want to go, 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 go. And we don't think about there being a process. Now, for those of us who are moms, um, I don't know about you, Tricia, but I was always very aware of the schedule for my kids. I wasn't very regimented. You know, I didn't have to eat at a certain time or any of those things, but I was very mindful on how the day was curated. And I think Mm -hmm. that as adults, we need to be very mindful about the life that we're curating and how we put together our day. Yeah. I love how you use that word curating. It's it's so very true. Like all the parts and pieces you're assembling for yourself throughout the day. And probably the ones we're doing are are not (laughs) creating the best overall package for us. Um, right. because I am, I'm a, I'm a carb o'clock. That's another one. I really love that you talk about, you know, four o'clock is like yeah. carb o'clock. for me, it's like three o'clock, but, yeah. um, there is kind of that time where you, you know, you do feel depleted and there's something kind of nice about her saying you should have carbs, at right. three o'clock, you know, yes. like, Oh, I don't have to be carb free. It's, it's actually not healthy for right. you to not eat carbs. And so I love that there's almost kind of this, um, you know, we're being empowered and enabled to take care of our bodies in, in new ways and not starve them. And one of the things that Mary says is we're not toddlers, you know, right. we are supposed to have a certain amount of calories in a day and a certain amount right. of meals and dieting and starving ourselves does not help our, our state of being. So no. anyway, all goodness, so much goodness. All goodness, all goodness. Well, now it is time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action is easy. So with each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you forward. And today's next step is to download Mary Brooks' guide, Amplifying Energy. This guide will teach you how to have more energy so you can be and bring your best at work and home. Be sure to download the guide so you can maintain your energy levels and operate at a high level. I know I'm downloading the guide. (laughs) So for you guys to download it now, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. You'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes, takeaways, and links to resources. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed what you're hearing from us. And now, well, we want to hear from you. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. We created this podcast to help you lead your team and grow your business. So we read every one of them. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. So start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.